Welcome to the Power Up with Manal podcast, your go-to source for inspiring entrepreneurship, leadership, and mental fitness development. On each episode, we will bring on successful, dynamic individuals to dig deep and share stories that will inspire you to power up your life. This show is packed with unrivaled storytelling and no reservation advice. On today's episode, I am honored to host an inspirational leader and vibrant soul, Janitra Taylor. I am so proud of Janitra as her laser focus and determination have helped her shatter glass ceilings, making her chief product officer. She shares how she persevered through challenges, how she continues to grow both personally and professionally and gets real about her life's journey and shares her pearls of wisdom and lessons learned. What are we waiting for? Let's go. It is time to tune in and power up your life. Janitra Taylor, thank you so much for coming on to the Power Up with Manal Keen podcast. This is such an honor because you speak to so many people out there that will benefit from listening and getting inspired from your journey. I mean, you are chief product officer at a very young age. You set your goals and standards. Also, I mean, I I know you're going to tell everybody the story about how you as a child set yourself up for the success that you have today. Um, You've also persevered a lot. We've been in industries that weren't very, uh, I would say, minority female friendly all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We have worked together in the past. We are not only co-workers, but we are now soul sisters. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I am so happy that you're here. If you don't mind taking a moment sharing with our audience, um, who is Janitra Taylor? And a little bit about your journey on how you are now Chief product, I'm gonna say it again. Chief, my sister is chief product officer. Yes. yes. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, this is really an honor, uh, especially when I think about when we met five years ago and to uh, see us here today. So I'm just extremely um, honored and humbled uh, to be here with you. Uh, so, a little bit about me I am Janitra Taylor. I am from Philadelphia, born and raised. Um, I am a product. I was, of- I was gonna start singing. <laughs> Where I spent most of my days. <laughs> and I tell everyone, you know, I'm a product of a single um, parent household. So my mom had me at the age of 20 years old uh, while she was in college. And she raised me, you know, by herself without any assistance wow. from my father. And I think seeing that really helped me um, just tell myself, like, if my mom can do it with a child, right. I have no excuses. Right. right? I can do it. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like that really helped me in my career path and my journey um, from that perspective. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thanks. So I am. Um, I went to school, of course, in the public school district there um, while growing up. My grandparents also uh, took a heavy hand in raising me, especially when mom had to work or do whatever else that she was doing. And I tell everybody, you know, I had the best of both worlds. My grandma was really good at English. And so she made sure that I was going to be strong in English. My grandfather was extremely smart, skipped a couple of grades, by the way, um, in math and science. And at the time growing up as a kid, they tell you, your child's only going to be strong in math or they're only going to be strong in English. And right. my grandparents said, oh, no, 
she's going to be strong in both. Oh my God, I love that. So I that really that. helped. You got to love grandparents. I love, oh my I love my, they're not here anymore, but I loved my grandparents. I learned so much from them. What a great foundation, especially because your foundation isn't what, you know, typically people are like, oh, you know, uh, this search, this upbringing, this private school, this, this, this. But that doesn't, that's not everybody's journey. No. And there's so much that you learn and take away from the people in your life that's so important. And your mother, I mean, for everyone out there today that's a single parent, not just a mother, but you could be a single father as well. Um, just to hear stories like that, it, I, I bet one, it helps somebody out there that's not feeling so good today feel a little better, right? And that we all have our own journey. We should focus on that path and the best outcome we can get out of it, right? Because you can't control what you can't control. And I think that's something we miss when we're so focused on fitting in. Fitting in, I think we're in a, uh, in a world of social media, which is pros and cons to it yeah. from that perspective. And so we find ourselves, oh, well, this person has this, or they're wearing this, or they're excelling their career. Yeah. Focus on your own path and your own journey. And for me, that's what's really helped me and my upbringing is that I focus on Janitra. I focus on the things that I can control. And I can't compare myself at the end of the right. day. I'm only in competition with myself. Right. When I wake up in the morning, I'm challenging myself to say, can you do better? Can you be a better person yes. than you were the day before? Because you can only control yourself. That's it. And so I don't believe in competition. I do have people that I'm inspired by, of course. Of course, yeah. Michelle Obama, you know, very yes. classy. Oh my God, did you read her book? I oh. loved her book. I loved her book and seeing her upbringing and yes. seeing like, you know, she grew up, you know, poor, different things like that. Yeah. And, you know, made it all the way to Princeton, yes. became this lawyer. She was very so successful before she even, you know, made yeah. it to the White House. And so I look at things like that um, when I'm feeling a little down or I need a little pick me up. Yeah. I like to read stories about strong, um, powerful, uh, diverse women yes. um, who within any industry right. to really help myself get motivated. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we also, you know, just taking it back to like, workplaces and diversity and inclusion and if you don't feel so included in our situation you know it's a specific path that we went through we were minority females in the financial services industry and i know uh, maybe female generally is it wasn't so prominent in that industry right like 10 years ago so forth so we have this experience people go through different experiences of not feeling included or whatnot but i feel like the network the getting together and trying to make a difference, the motivating and lifting each other up. We couldn't control the situation we were in, but what could we do? We could give ourselves a chance and build a path for us to have a better future. Like you said, where we are, where we were five years ago versus where we are today, right? Totally different. And I don't think we had big dreams, but I still don't think that we knew it would be here five years. So it just tells you if you really stick to your journey, stick to your path and put a plan together, yeah. you can do anything. Yeah. And that's really, from my perspective, I really try to give back to young women, um, to different diverse people from that perspective to show like, I made it right. and I'm here. And yes, it took blood. It took sweat. I, I cry on the phone you to my persevered. mom, but I got here. Wait, so I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that because we also feel... Sometimes, and this could go for many individuals, I feel like sometimes maybe it, women feel it more, but anyone can feel this. I feel like we feel like we have to be so strong that we can't have emotions. That's very true. That we have to be so strong, right? That we walked into the office every day, we did, could not shed a tear because we got a, we, the type A leader was supposedly what was the right leader. Correct. I think being in touch personally with my feminine self has made me a better leader. 
because now I have a, a better balance and I'm more comfortable in my own skin. And I'm also, I think, more transparent because I, when I want to cry, I do cry. That's okay. Now, poise is important, of course, like, I'm, you know, <laughs> you can't get angry at situations. I'm not saying go out there and be all, but I feel like when things are tough, it's okay to have emotions. And I think that's why so many people go through anxiety, depression. It's a lot. They Heavy. feel like they're putting up a front, but they can never be their touch, true selves. Right? And it's really hard because, um, you know, in the industry that, we're, that, that we were both in, in financial service industry, um, there was a point a couple years ago where they said, hey, we want you to bring your whole selves to work. Yeah. Do you know what that really entails if you ask me to bring my whole self to bring work? Bring your whole, I'm gonna put that in quotes, <laughs> bring your whole self to work. <laughs> and that, that entails a lot because, you know, at the end of the day, my whole self, you know, I could come in, I could be bubbly one day, but you have no idea what I went through the day before, right. that morning. People have breakups. I experienced breakups right. and still had to come into the workplace with a yeah. smile on my face. So what do we mean by bringing our whole yeah. selves to work from that perspective? And what you're saying too around, you know, having to kind of put this facade on. Yes. I remember uh, when we worked together back in the day, having just really bad days and not even wanting to come into work and just trying to like avoid the naysayers. And what yeah. I would do is I would put on my headset and I would put on some song that got me pumped up. Right. And I walked into the office with that song going. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in, I felt like yep. she's arrived. Right. But people have no idea. They probably just think, oh, she's listening to yeah. music. No, I had to put myself in the mold. Yeah. I got it because I had to be able to compete. I had to yes. be able to do well from that perspective your and mindset. perform. I had to get my mindset yeah. right from that perspective. You're elevating your mindset this balance of what it means to bring your wholesome self to work, but also have a certain level of executive presence, right? Because we can all bring our whole self to work, but there is some form of diplomacy that takes place in the workplace, right? And I maybe this is getting a little forgotten these days, maybe I challenge it a little bit, you know, but there there is a sense of executive presence when things are going array and your first instinct is to just, you know, cause you're, you might be angry, there might be a situation, but to keep your poise and really think through the situation and problem solve, get a team together, maybe even be transparent about it, that, hey, this is a real bad situation. We gotta get out of it, right? I think that balance, is it missing a little bit or we're shifting away from it or is it harder in a digital workplace? I think like it's harder in a digital workplace. So, you know, we're mostly, remote nowadays from that perspective. Um, sometimes we're not on camera, so we can't read each other's uh, uh, facial expressions. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's not just facial expressions. I need to be able to view your body language. Yes, that's because true. Because I won't know what's wrong or something's happening yeah. from that perspective. And I think this is there's this other piece of just people thinking like, well, I can't say anything. Yeah. Afraid to speak oh, up. Oh, yes. And, and maybe it's that you don't even know when you can and cannot speak yeah. up from that perspective. And you're right, there are days, there are things that happened in my past where I have been completely upset where I have wanted to quit. And I wanted to say, do you know who I am? Okay, from that perspective, and I can't say those things. And what I did do is I built a network of friends like yeah. you um, from that perspective it's where so important. I can say exactly what I wanna say. Yeah. It's said there and then I can calm down, come back in. Yes. My other thing too is if something really array goes wrong at work, what I try to do is let me take 10 minutes for a walk. Yes. 
because that way I can calm back down yes. and I can still explain what happened when I come back, but I won't be on 10. Yes. I'll be able to have that executive presence. Yes. And I think it's not really taught as much either. I it's think not. What you and I chatted about the other day, right? There's not debate classes anymore. Nope. People aren't doing big PowerPoint presentations right. and having to prepare for that and know what to say. Right. So part of that is missing, you know, that yeah. executive presence. And what does executive presence mean? Yeah, because it's so hard to, because it's not something you can measure, right? No. Because it's more holistic. And you have to observe an individual over a period of time in different scenarios and situations. And and then, you know, the biggest one, and I think you've touched on it since the beginning of this interview, is knowing thyself. You know who you are. We're not perfect. No. When you look at yourself in that mirror and that, that person that's speaking in your head mm-hmm. and has the real thoughts, that's your real self. That self, not a single soul in the world knows. No. That's why you have to be real with yourself. You, you have, to. have to be real. You have to replay situations and you got to fall forward, yeah. right? And you have to be accountable. Yes. I think that's the piece to me that's missing nowadays yes. is accountability. Yes. And if you're not accountable, then you can't say, well, in this situation, I might have done this wrong. Right. And that's, it's all about learning. We're going to fail different, th- you know, different things that we're going to try. Right. We're going to make mistakes. But do you take time to set aside and right. say, what happened? What went wrong? What could I have done better? Right. Let me challenge myself to be better. Right. If you don't do that and become accountable, you're not going to grow. Right. You're going to stay stagnant. Right. And no one is going to actually tell you that. And that's the other thing. No one's going to tell you you should have done this or you should have done this. No. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You have to hold yourself accountable. You do. So... With your, how how did your, you know, maybe college and after college journey sort of mold all this together? Because everything's a learning experience, right? We weren't always perfect. No, I'm it's still not. <laughs> I'm here, you know, still not, yes. Because <laughs> we're still not perfect. Um, so I would definitely say from my perspective, I, I knew at a very early age, um, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I came home to my mom and was like, I'm going into corporate America. And I think you, you said 13 or 14. I knew it. I knew at 13, 14, I'm going to corporate America and I'm like, I want to be chief marketing officer or CEO. I knew at what? that age. Yes. Um, and I've been working for, you know, since that age. And I think what attracted me is that when I grew up, my mom would take me to work and different things like that. And I love that she had this corner office and everyone's dressed in a business at time. Yeah. And my mom was running things. My mom was in some type of manager level. Yeah. And I was just was in all of that. And I think the other piece of that oh, too. Oh, I love, I love how you were so inspired by your mother. I'm very inspired. First to of all, I will give, I will give mama a little shout out too, because not only was she Miss Corporate, but then she branched off and became this super entrepreneur. Yes. So, I mean, wow. She's celebrating 15 years this and you year. Know she she ain't perfect. No. But she was a motivational force and she coached and you grew together and you fell forward together. And that was, that's what's important. I that's think what's important. a lot of parents need to hear that, that you don't have to be perfect. No, you don't. And my mom shared, you know, shared things at different levels where I would see, you know, I didn't see her really cry a lot when I was younger, but I did see it when I got older and yeah. I replay events back and I'm like, you dealt with it. Yeah. Wow. You know, my father telling her, you're not going to be anything. You're not going to amount to anything. Right. Well, look at her now. She's oh. higher than he is, you know, much higher, blows him out the scale. But being said to that, yes. and how does she go through that and still build her confidence? I'm like amazed by that, wow. you know, all the time I'm from too. that perspective. Yeah. So I, I would say that really helped. And I think me exp- expressing to my mom the path I wanted to go, that kind of helped her shape to put me in the right activities for summertime. So I got put into a lot of prep classes during the summertime for college where I had to learn 
presentations. Yes. And that's where I feel like I learned my executive presence yes. from that perspective, where I was challenged to work in different team groups so I can know different personalities right. from that perspective, where my mom would say at the end of, end of uh, school year, you know what, I'm, we're going to go to the bookstore and I'm going to get you math and science books that are two to three years above you from that perspective. Wow. Because my mom thing was, you're going to be ahead of the curve and we're going to prepare you to be ahead of the curve. I love that. And so from that perspective, I knew probably 15, 16 that I wanted to either go to an Ivy League school yeah. or a private school um, because I was an African-American you know, woman and I wanted to see like what else does the world look like from yeah. that perspective because I was just in Philadelphia. And so from there, you know, we did a lot of, my mom sent me to like Georgetown for the summer. So I just got to be like engrossed in different environments. Oh, that's such a good yeah. idea. And I think that I'm taking notes. I'm going to take some notes here. Okay. My son's about to, you know, he's 16. <laughs> and, and the other thing too, which is I didn't, I appreciate it now that I'm older. Um, I think when I was 16 or 17, my mom's like, hey, you've only been to Canada. You haven't really been out the country. And the people that you're going to go to college with, they're going to be well-versed. And my yeah. mom's like, you're not going to be behind. And my mom took me to Spain. Oh, I love that. So she started international started, travel. Yes. That's that's the same thing I'm going to be doing. Yes. And I think that's, I think I didn't understand it back then, yes. but it helped when I had those intro, like, you know, introductions at, yeah. I ended up going to Villanova University. Yeah. When I had those introductions at Villanova, I got to talk about, yes, I've been to Spain and yeah. I, I looked at these museums and these art galleries yeah. and the architecture and it helped me to be more cultured. Yes. And that was key mindset, growing up. Mindset. You, really you saw different cultures, you met different people, you saw different ways of life, different types of work environments. Like it ma it's so important that diversity of thought is so important. And you got it at such a, and your mom infused it yes. at such a young age, which is so key. That was really key for me. And I think the other piece too, um, when I look back at high school, I guess pe other people probably had fun in high school. But when I, <laughs> uh, I looked at high school as a job because I knew my mom was a single mom and I wanted to go to these big schools that yeah. cost money. Yeah. And of schools I was applying to, my mom's like, listen, I stayed for you to go to this college. Yeah. And I told her, I said, just don't don't worry about it, mom. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get a scholarship. I just need you to believe in me. Yeah. And I landed um, over a million dollars in scholarship wow. money. And I ended up going to Villanova on a full scholarship. Yeah, you're mentoring my son. Uh, that's all. Uh, we've already made this <laughs> assessment. <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, I, I reflect on that from perspective, but I looked at school as like, this is high school. This is, you know, yeah. yes, I still had fun at the other activities, but I knew it was a business. I had a business mindset yeah. at that age. Like if I do this, I, this can happen. And I think I understood at a very early age that yes. my brain could get me paid. Yes. You know, that's interesting because um, I, I, and we talked about this and I am, I'm going to start a venture um, in this space for teenagers. But I also, I feel like more than anything, because you can always learn a process, a new skill, right? You can always learn that. But the mental fitness is something that doesn't come easy. And at a young age, what I hear that your mother did really well was she prepared you. Mentally, you are expanding and understanding what you were accountable for, what you had to prioritize, right? How important that was, that things are gonna get hard but how do you push through and how do you persevere, right? Like you, you, these are such soft, great. The soft skill sets. Yeah, they call them soft skills, but I feel like they are the skills. Yeah, it is. It, it, like it's I, these I skills actually that like want to you. get rid of soft, the term soft skills. <laughs> like it is the skills. 
these skills. You're not going to be a good leader. You're not going to be a good parent. You're just better in society. Yes. <laughs> if you know, and mental fitness doesn't mean you're strong all the time. It no. means recognizing when you need to take a step back. It means recognizing when you need to balance or let go of things because you're breaching burnout, right? Mm-hmm. When you understand that you got to walk away from a situation, even though you can prove a point, right? Like, yes. These are these are levels of emotional maturity mm-hmm. that yes, they take time to learn, Absolutely. but also it it would help our youth so much if we had more programs designed to help them think through that. And you know what's key? That's my goal, baby. That's my goal. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to manifest it because I want to provide this gift for teenagers. I really do. And I think the piece too is like something that the term um, I learned uh, probably maybe five years into working is this whole EQ versus IQ, this emotional intelligence. And there's, you know, I had one of my managers, uh, one of my favorite managers. Some of us didn't grow up with emotional intelligence. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you. And you know what, too? They won't tell you that you're lacking. I had, I had a, one of one of my good managers. He was saying how, you know, he accelerated really well from a young age within uh, at Bank of America, and he spoke about how some of his friends that he started with, yeah. they're like, like they were lower levels than me. And he said the reason is they would do all this stuff right, like the actual process, but the emotional intelligence intelligence was missing and no one's going to tell you that yeah. they like, I don't understand why I keep getting passed up do you have the emotional yeah. intelligence and that that is something that really can't be taught especially by the time you're an adult from that yeah. perspective it goes back to what you're saying of like how do we you know get rid of this term soft skills right yes. and prepare the younger ones from that perspective yeah. to have that mental capacity that mental ability and also surround ourselves with people who are going to hold us accountable that's such a good topic that's such a good topic surrounding yourself and and can i ask you a question this may be a little personal because i'm kind of i'm in my feels i'm in my feels i've kind of i've kind of gone through this just a little bit but do you feel that i because you are a driven individual you're ambitious you have an open mind so you continuously learn gain knowledge change we evolve right but i find that as i evolve maybe through the decades 20s, 30s, I now, you know, crossing, cross the 40s, <laughs> crossed into the 40s. Um, I just find it so hard because I feel like my network is changing, but you love your, your, your history yes. and the people you grew up with. But it's interesting how like, as you evolve, I almost feel like I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was uh, Elon Musk, I think it was Elon Musk and he was like, you know, it gets lonely. Oh, you know what? Simon Sinek said this really well, too. He said, it's funny because entrepreneurship sometimes, because he's now kind of, you know, evolving and he continuously evolves. He said, sometimes it gets real lonely because I realize, yeah, because he's like, I, I have people, but the people I was close with, I kind of moved away from, but they're still there. It's not like you let them go, but like who you connect with, how you grow further, like it all, it does kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but it kind of changes too. And it's it's really difficult. It's hard. It's hard. And for me, what I was taught is that if you're the smartest person in your circle, it's time to get a new circle. Oh, that's such a good way to say it. And that to me has helped when things go away and I'm like, I don't understand. I've been friends with this person for so long and yeah. I, I don't I don't want to have to cut them off. And I have to remind myself, yeah. are you the smartest in yeah. your circle? Yeah. And not on any type of cocky level, but just more of, 
if I'm the smartest in the circle, yep. then I'm not learning. Anymore. Exactly. No one's there to challenge me. Exactly. And I need to be able to, and you're going to, now my growth is stagnant. And there are yes. some, unfortunately, who want to be the, the top dog yeah. in their circle of but that's friends. Not, yeah, but that's not us. That's not us. Because we want to continuously grow I don't want to cap. and strive. Yeah. I don't want to cap on my success yeah. uh, from that perspective. So you need to build that, that continuous evolution of network around you is also very important, right? It's so important. You know, I, I thought of, I thought about this uh, a lot this weekend and I was like, okay, if our network were evolving as we evolve, I think the biggest maybe lesson for any of us is how do you balance sort of your family, friends, older network, right? Because balance is key, right? Because I do feel this, there is a little bit of this cancel culture, right? <laughs> the, uh, right? This, this, it's, don't get me canceled, Manal. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to cancel anybody. That's, I mean, hi, my name is Manal Keen and I can never cancel anyone. <laughs> um, sometimes your strength is your weakness, but putting boundaries maybe is important. You know, maybe not expecting, there are certain situations maybe I'm in, especially now that I'm moving into entrepreneurship where I want to call somebody and I want to talk about it, right? But I find that there are people that I would maybe call for other things that I cannot call for talking about my business with, you know? And so maybe I need to understand where those paths are, you know, and who's good for what you know because there are like you have to have different friends for different things yeah and i, I think that's key and yeah. i think it's like yes we're going to evolve and we'll evolve our networks but it doesn't mean we're going to forget those so yeah. I, I have to and that's kind of helped me from that perspective of this person was still someone i was close to so if anything major comes up in their yeah. life i'm there from that perspective yes but they don't really understand the mindset and what I'm I'm going yeah. for. So no, I can't so talk about certain. So now you gotta find things. that network exactly. that you can maybe maybe even a network that's already evolved where you are striving or learning from their experiences. Agreed. Right, I agree. And I, and I think what helps is too is that when we take on new jobs, new experiences, you moving, uh, being an entrepreneur. And so I feel like there we're able to like go and like meet new people and we're fine with that. So if we're able to do that in our own careers, why can't we do that in our own personal lives? Oh, that's a really from good From that point. perspective. Yeah. And it's just, you know, getting out to meet new people who think, you know, who maybe think a little bit like you, people who think different yeah. than you from that perspective. And to me, that's been key. I, I have friends that are younger than me and who are 20, 30 years older than yeah, me. Yeah, that is true. That you know, that's such a good point. Because diversity of the experience of your friends, we don't usually think to broaden that, but it is so important. I heard somebody, uh, I interviewed somebody else, a great gentleman by the name of Hamza Ali. He has a company called Hamza Invest, and he actually gave this feedback. And he's like, you know what? Somebody that made me, gave me feedback and mentored me, and I took a big risk, that person was probably like 10 years younger than me. And it's interesting how he said that. He's like, your mentor doesn't have to be somebody older. You learn from different perspectives. You, you hear different thought processes. I know for me, my kids are teenagers. So I'll say certain things or I'll show them a certain idea. And the way they react, ain't the way I reacted. And I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't the best idea. Okay. Okay, like, why do you think that? And then they, they kind of give their perspective. And I'm like, wow. Like, I have learned. And you're right. We need to maybe... That's such a good point. You have to diversify your friends. Um, I, don't, I think you have to diversify the different races that are in your life yeah, as well so you a, can learn. You know what? Let's, that's an elephant in the room, but that's so important because 
staying in a homogeneous friend group, for some of us, um, culturally, it is also a norm, yes, right? Yes, agree. But I do agree with you that diversity, it doesn't only exist in workplaces. It is in your personal life. You live and breathe what you preach, right? And that's so important. I 100% agree. And I think that, you know, for me, and I think that's what's really helped me going to a Villanova University where I was one of six black people that graduated from a class of 400 of a business school. Yeah, you had to be crazy. You put yourself in a situation where you had to diversify and grow and yeah, be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. I love that. And that was like my key of going there from that perspective. So I was able to, and, and I tell people this, going to a school like that, it helped me understand the difference of ignorance versus racism. Yeah. And that really helped me in my career That's great. from that perspective. Yeah. You know, if I hadn't broadened my thought and been open-minded and talked yeah. to other people, I went to school with people who had never seen black people. Yeah. And it's like, I never thought about that, but I'm like, oh, so that sometimes you're staring at me, but that doesn't mean that you don't like me. It's yeah. just like, oh, I, mean, yeah. I never saw. So that helped open up my mind as well from that perspective. That. Yeah. I think that was key. And then even where I, you know, different places I work now, I have friends um, from all, every, you know, old company that I've ever worked with where I can fly in for a business meeting yeah. and I can go to dinner with their family. Yes. And that's beautiful from yes. that perspective. I have a friend who I just went to Charlotte and him and his family cooked me a traditional Indian meal. Oh, I love that. And that, that's just so, we had never met in person, but we worked together remotely for two yeah. and a half years. Yeah. And come on, come into my yeah. home. Amazing yeah. from that perspective. And I, I think that really has helped me to think differently um, and you know, I have friends that are like geeked out and nerdy like I am. The, the other day, I was up on a Friday night uh, watching, you know, the the House Speaker vote, yeah. and I'm messaging at eleven and twelve o'clock <laughs> on a Friday night, where other people, I have people who judge me and say you don't go out and you don't hang out. That's I had more fun sitting in my yeah. bed watching that, yeah. messaging my you know friends that yeah. I met at work about this, yes. and, and that's okay because I, I I feel like. People have judged me and said, you're too nerdy, uh, you're too ambitious. Yeah. From that perspective, you don't have a life. Yeah. How, how dare you judge me yeah. when you don't know me? But then that's the, those are the people that you kind of... You have to cut, the, 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 cut, yeah, cut, yeah. cut loose. You got to move I, forward. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 20, I don't know if this is the right way to say but level up, right? Level, level up a little sometimes. You know, it's 2023 and a lot of people got left in 2022. I'll, I'll be honest yeah, about that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a part of life and I think that's okay. It is. It's a part of... It's a journey and I... You know, we need to accept that journey. Life is a journey. Mm-hmm. And there's ups, there's downs. There's sometimes no straight say, path. Yeah, there's no straight path. And sometimes you go backwards. That's okay, too. That's okay. I had to kind of understand that and learn that because I left a great career to start some things. Maybe I wasn't very successful, right? And so there's this feeling where you've always been like an overachiever and you were always top of your class and top of this and work for the best company. Large, working for the best companies, running large initiatives. And then all of a sudden things are just falling apart and you're just like, oh, yeah. okay. let me tell you, I am perfect. I, I, I probably was on a bathroom floor crying one day. Okay, that happens. We're and all that's human. Okay. Yeah, it's but okay. It's all about what did you learn? Yes, it's about what you learned. It's about maybe even tapping into a side of you that you didn't know existed. And help prepare you to be here. Yeah, because I didn't really have a side where I completely fell on my face and failed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a challenging situations in my life, but I went to a private British school, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, took my O levels and everybody like when you're in the, the British schooling system, like it is, it is do or die. Okay. Because you study two years for your O levels. And mm-hmm. if you don't pass that exam at the end of the two years, you go backwards two years. Mm. Yeah. So that's like your high school, like your O levels, A levels, and then you go to college. And so I was like, you know, you, it started then just like you yeah. and I was ambitious. And then I started my career and I was going to prove myself. And yes, there were challenging situations, but I made it. And you know, like there wasn't a situation where I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, everything's just falling apart. Yeah. But I'm glad that happened. And, and I learned things persevered. about me that maybe I'm not so proud of either. That maybe hmm. sometimes, so, ah, Then that's ah, interesting. interesting. I like right? that. Things that I may not be so some, proud of. Some things that I'm not so proud of. So as a driven, I wonder if you feel the same way. As a driven overachiever, my work is correlated to my passion. Agreed, 100%. Right? But when you have a lot of passion, that gets tied to a lot of feelings and emotions, right? It does. Because you set your standards so high that now when you don't hit your own standard, there's nobody else out there putting the standard. No, in our minds You know, in our minds. But yeah. <laughs> like I, I had a hard time accepting that that is who I became, that that is what happened in my life. And I have forever been, I led large teams. I always teach people to fall forward. Things have happened in my life that were challenging. I fell forward, but this was a moment where I had a hard time falling forward. I had to self-reflect. I had to get myself back. But I also feel like I was in a burnt out. I was in burnout, I guess. I, I burnt myself out. Yeah. And so I think it was like a You've combination. You've been on goal for long, so long. Yes. And I, I, I see this because people think that, oh, you become experienced. You've learned now. You Hey. You can still make mistakes even after having a great career. You could make big mistakes. And it's, I, I guess, what I'm trying to say is it's okay. And I did learn some things that I wasn't proud of. And guess what? What does that do? Like you just said, know yourself. Learn from it. And now I am purposeful about certain things and behavior because I'm like, okay, I got to accept the outcome that this could be not successful. And that's okay. And that's okay. Because you tried. Yes. And you have to give yourself credit for trying. And I would not trying. be in that situation. I would not have fallen flat on my face if I didn't go out and take a risk. That's a, that's true. Right? So now I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. So now the second company I'm opening up, guess what? I have learned. I have learned what pushes my buttons. <laughs> yeah, learning, that's key, knowing your triggers. Right? That is so... Timmy, I, that is something that I have been truly trying to understand about myself for the past few years is understanding my triggers and then also noticing um, when different people I may network with or people I, you know, uh, invite into my life. Yeah. Um, noticing those reflects, noticing what I need to say no to. Yeah. Because like, you know, I'm extremely passionate. I want to see the good in Everybody from that perspective. And so I give people chance after chance after chance because in my mind, I'm a good person. So why is this person not a good person? Or maybe I give people excuses from that perspective. And what I've been trying to do is understand what are my triggers. Yep. And also, you know, being able to speak up for myself. I love it. I got feedback. I feel like this is like a heightened level of understanding who you are. Yeah. I got feedback early in my career about you know you know from a process standpoint amazing great blah blah but the the feet the emotional piece was 
you you have things to say and you're afraid to speak up. Oh. And I didn't really understand it at the time until I got into my role after that. Yeah. And I sat down next to a managing director and I was taking notes and had all I had great ideas. And he saw my notes and questioned me after the meeting and said, you had the same thoughts I had, but you never spoke up. Why is wow. that? Wow. And I love that he was self-aware about that. Very self-aware. Yeah. And that really helped. And aware of how you were. Like, I love that he peeped that you had that. He wanted to bring that he out. Wanted, and yeah. he did. You know, what well, a great leader. Oh, that's still to this day. One of my favorite mentors, um, I just reached out to him the other day because he also uh, left a big career, went into to fintech. And I just reached out to him and said, hey, I'm following your footsteps. When oh. he left, he went to become, you know, chief product officer. And now here I'm leaving oh and I went to become a chief product officer. So wow. that is someone that I definitely value. But I'm definitely what I what I definitely try to do now is make sure I understand my triggers and then make sure I speak up for myself, yeah. either professional or personal. Right. And because if not, it's going to stay bottled up in here and yeah. I'm going to erupt. Yeah. And I don't want to do that I, from yeah. that perspective. Very good. Very good point and feedback. And also, I think there's this stigma around speaking up. Speaking up doesn't mean you create an issue. No. There's a way to speak up. There's a way to say things. Write it down what did, what before did I, you do it. What did our, our moms always tell us? There's two ways to say things. Yes. And it does matter. Does. It and matters so much. And you could be changing something. If you speak up, you could be changing the outcome for someone that comes after you. Yep. And so it may not change for you, but can you have an indirect impact on a person who comes up after you? And that's where my mindset goes from that perspective. Yeah. Um, and I have to let things go off my chest or I'm not going to be able to move yeah. forward. And so it's been very difficult because I, I don't. Like I said, I, I want to, you know, it's that facade you put up yeah. of yourself. Um, I'm strong. I'm this, but I'm not strong. Yeah, you're you know? not strong all the time. Not, and it's okay not to be. And it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. But um, I think some of us maybe, and, and I don't know others that are hearing this might have gone through this, but we were in an industry where it wasn't acceptable to have emotions, right? We grew up in an industry where we thought the type A sort of bulldozer leader was the leader. And so maybe I made this mistake. I felt like I had to fit that mold early on in my career when I became a leader. And then I started changing because I was like, that's, that's, I'm not gonna, there are certain things that I want my team to speak up. I want them to feel like they can make a decision. I, want, I would rather them make a decision and make a bad decision, but at least they made a decision. Right, because now their 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 decision making process is continuously being pressure tested, which will eventually make them very good at understanding, you know, what metrics they need to look at, uh, the competition that's out there. Like, you know, when in their decision making process, there are probably checks and balances you go through. Unless they have that experience, they're not going to get to that level. Well, and I think so. Goes, accepting that yeah. they can make a bad decision is important. And I think what goes back to is. From a leader perspective, and what I learned later in my career is when we go through interviews, I'm interviewing you as a leader. Yeah. Forget the money sometimes. Now, we do like money. That might work. <laughs> I, like, I like my nice things. I'm not going to lie about that. My maintenance fee is a little high to look like this. Um, but picking the right leader yeah. for you. And I feel like, even if it's like, and it's the person, it could be your direct manager, it could be different mentors. And I had an amazing. Um, manager when I was at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. That's great. And he told me, he was le leaving at the time, transitioning to, yeah. to a new company. And he told me, 
you know, he gave advice to the person that was about to manage me and said, listen, <laughs> when Janitra walks in a room, she is the youngest in the room. She's probably the only woman and she's black. She has three things to overcome when she walks into a room. Wow. And I love the fact that he was caught. I never he had to say that. He was, he was self-aware. He was aware of what you were going through, which that's a good leader. And this is coming from wow, talk about, a white man. Talk about a great leader. It was amazing to feel like seen. I felt seen like my yeah. that whole self we talked about. Yeah. I felt seen from that perspective yeah. of the things that he saw. She has to overcome all this and still to be excellent. And it kind of goes back to what my mom taught me. My mom taught me at a very young age, you have to be twice, you have to work twice as hard to be just as good. And you have to work three times as hard if you want to sit at the head of the table. And I've been working three times as hard ever since from that perspective. But, but hard and smart. And smart. Because we <laughs> we also have learned lessons. We've learned we have, lessons. We, we, because we I would out. say, I, I mean, <laughs> there were two there were two people who would walk out of the building at past ten p.m. Yes, as, as, as me, you and I here, and we thought that was okay. We thought it was okay. It's not okay. We get the lights. We. When the night staff knows who you are in the building, that That's is a, a problem. problem. That's, That's a, a problem. problem. <laughs> I remember I was in Delaware and this, I left late from the office one day. I was, I was visiting there and the security guard's like, you're still here? He's like, you can't go by yourself. I was like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, Wilmington, well, you know. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I didn't even think about it, you know? But, you know, that's, you're, yeah, we have learned. We've evolved. We've become smarter. And doing stuff for yourself. I think that... Balance. Balance is very key. So it goes back to like that burnout feeling. And like you said, learning things about yourself yeah. that you're like, oh, I don't like this. Um, I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I'm probably always on 150%. So when I'm down, I'm at 100%. And that's, that's kind of like my gauge. But I realized I was depressed because of how hard I yeah. was working. You were feeling burnt I, I was out. feeling so burnt out. You didn't have time for yourself. No, I had bags under my eyes. And what I, the pandemic actually helped me to take time out for myself yeah. because I couldn't blame it on, I was working for this manager. No, what were you doing, Jennifer? Yeah. And so I made time for myself. I now have a workout schedule. I work out almost every day and that is for me and my health and my yes. benefit. I treat myself to a spa day every quarter. Yeah. And I have to, and I take my, I shut my phone off, different things like that. I turn my notifications yeah. off at nighttime so that people are emailing or something's happening. I don't need to see it because look I have to you, have mental shutdown. Look at you all down. grown up. I'm growing up. Look at you all grown up. You know what? You know why? Because you have now learned, like I had to learn the hard way, that you cannot balance work and life. Work is part of your life. Correct. Manage your life. Work is part of that. Agreed. Manage your life. When I started doing that, I feel, I feel like one, I, I, I'm in a better place. Mm. But two, I even think as a leader... I'm a better leader as a businesswoman. I'm a better businesswoman. You are now sitting here as chief product officer. So it has actually helped you move forward. It does. Right? And it helps me also. I'm very big right now at this point in my career on giving back and mentoring. Mentoring, help influencing like others around you. Yeah, it's so Because I want key. you to learn from my mistakes. Right. I want you to be better than me. Right. And I don't mean my success better. I mean like just being a better you. Yeah, I call it being a business parent. Mm. Yes, I am now 100% a business parent. I, I got, like that. I got all my babies. And I, I, and I teach, so I got like way too many babies now. But, <laughs> but I got all my babies. I'm like, come here. <laughs> and I think that's key, you know, 
you know, I leave different companies. I still check in on people. I yeah. still check on like people who used to report to me. I tell yeah. people I'm one text message because away. Because we're human. We're human. And you know what? I think what's key is that what has helped me as a manager, moving into more manager roles in the past couple of years is, like I said, understanding people bringing their whole self. So my, my thing is this, when people have a bad day yeah. or they make a mistake, yeah. I ask myself, you know, what would a, why is a reasonable person doing yeah. this? And you can have different things in life that you may not want to share with me yeah. and that's okay. Now what I do though, is I look for patterns. Now this is a pattern behavior, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But if this is not a pattern, I have yeah. to say you have something going on. And me being a good manager yeah. and trying to you know, share stuff about my life, yeah. share things that have gone on. Yeah. That has helped because I have, like You're I being said, transparent you have to be very transparent yeah. or you won't know what's going on in somebody's yeah. life. You you have no idea what people are putting up with from a day-to-day -day perspective. And it's so much more important now in a digital world to bring your human to work as a leader. I think that's very key if you, you know, and- and, and well, if you want to retain employees, it's key. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> All right, so Janitra, oh my gosh, one, thank you for being open and, and transparent about your growth journey because that speaks so much more volumes than sitting here and talking about, you know, this job, that job. Those are all pieces to it, but your mental health and fitness, your growth and knowledge is so key to future success. And mm -hmm. we, again, the soft skills that should be these skills yes so to close us out you know share any parting words with us any inspiration what motivates you um anything we may not know about you <laughs> um so when i say what motivates me um i work from home right and so underneath my computer there sits a picture of my grandfather okay and the reason i have that photo of my grandfather there is because i remember when you know i hear the story about how my grandfather skipped the grade and went to a better school that was in a, a white um, neighborhood and how after school, because you know, this is back in the, the 50s, yes. there was racism and they would chase him home and he would have to run 20 blocks home. Oh Lord. 20 blocks, Yeah. because what are you doing in our school? He was that smart, skip degree. Oh wow. And so when I'm going through something professionally yeah. or personally, you reflect I reflect on that and I look at that photo and I had to remind myself I have his blood running through my veins. Oh, wow. And if he can do it, so can I. And that photo um, is so key. If I'm about to do a presentation or something yeah. like that and I'm nervous, that's what I look at and I reflect on that and I have to remind myself, that reminds me of my roots and where I come from from right. that perspective. And this man ran those 20 blocks wow. to get a better education. Right. I didn't have to do any running, Yeah, but he ran. So I think that really, that is my motivation. Um, from that perspective. I love it. That is a huge part of me that, you know, I love that photo of my grandfather. And you can say something slick to me on camera. I want to look at that photo. Right. Uh, what did he deal with? Are you running? You're not running. Okay. So I can go back to the meeting. And <laughs> I, I, I think that. that's key from that perspective. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Janitra. This is going to be such an inspirational talk. Why? Because it's real and transparent. And I think that rawness is needed. We can't grow without it. No. Thank you for grow. being here. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Ah, I'm so happy to have you. <laughs>